Welcome to Central Baptist Church's Sermon Podcast. This program features the preaching and teaching of Corey Ramirez, the pastor of Central Baptist Church of Little Rock, Arkansas. In God's Word, you will find the encouragement needed for today. And now, here is Pastor Ramirez. As we get into this message this morning, um, you know, uh, let me just share this with you to start with. The, when I read the Bible, there are a lot of, I'll call examples, that I try to relate to. And I hope that when I read the, the lesson or the, or the passage in Scripture, that I can say, you know, that's, I can relate to that. For example, uh, I think of David and Goliath. You know, that, that lesson of faith there, the, the stand he, David was able to go out and just trust in the Lord. And there are several other passages in the Bible where I, I find areas where I, I want to look and say I'd like to relate to that person or to that situation. And then I'm humbled when I come across passages like this. And there are situations where I look and I say, you know, I can relate to this man too. And not in a good way. But in a way that I can look and say, Lord, I'm sorry for the pride that I've had in my life at times. Uh, I'm sorry for the way I've acted. Uh, and there are times where I know I can relate to some people or some passages in the Bible more than others. And this is one of those. And I want to talk to you this morning about the eldest son, which I would call a, a proud son. And that's something he struggled with, was a little bit of pride. Uh, and as far as this passage here, the most talked about son was the youngest. Uh, you'll find messages on the prodigal son. You'll find articles on the prodigal son, books on the prodigal son. Uh, the youngest son is the most talked about son. But uh, the eldest son was there, and he had problems as well. But they were just hidden better uh, until the very end. And that's where we began to see a little bit of the pride that was in his heart. And this pride produced a problem, not only in the way he behaved, but also within the family. And that's what pride does. It'll create problems in your own life, but it can also carry over into your relationships. So this morning, let's take some time to look at this passage. I'm going to give you three thoughts here. Let's uh, see where we can find his pride and how we can make sure there's not pride in our life there. That's, that's the point here. We want to make sure that if there is pride that we get with God and have it removed and that we keep it at bay. We don't act like this because we walk with the Lord. But we find first the pride can be seen in his anger and then we'll see the pride can be seen in his answer to his father when his father actually went and addressed him. And then finally I think we can see the pride in his overall attitude towards his brother and the situation. So, uh, you know, this, path, this parable really hits home uh, very practical because I think we see, we can relate. I mean, People have siblings or friends, uh, people work, people don't work, and we find that situation here. So let's start first with the pride that was seen in his anger. Notice, uh, we'll go to our scriptures, I'll read it here again. We're in Luke chapter 15, and I'll look here at verse 25. It says, His elder son was in the field, and as he came and drew nigh to the house, he heard music and dancing. He called one of his servants and asked what these things meant. And he said unto him, Thy brothers come, and thy father hath killed the fatted calf, because he hath received him safe and sound. And verse 28, and he was angry. He was angry. Okay, so here he is. He's been out working in the fields. I imagine it was hard work, tiring work. He's coming in, and as he's nearing, whether it's his father's house or the, the main house on the estate, he looks and he hears a celebration taking place. There's music being played. Uh, and he notices there's dancing that's now occurring. And He's probably wondering, what's going on? How come I didn't know about this? There's something happening here. 
And so he beckons the servant. Maybe the servant was standing outside and said, hey, what's, what's going on? And his servant says, well, your brother's home. Now that must have been a shock. Uh, we don't know how long his brother was gone, but it must have been a time he'd been able to go through all his money. Well, that being said, uh, you know, we can go through money fast. So I don't know, maybe it wasn't too long. But we know he was gone for a period of time. The travel had to take a while. He went through his money. He comes back. So he, that was probably a shock. Your brother's back. Well, then the other shock came in. Well, why are we having a celebration? My dad should be rebuking him and, and teaching him a lesson. No, there's a celebration taking place. There's music and dancing. I think he knew right then and there that his, son, his brother had been forgiven. That his brother had been accepted back into the family and that bothered him. And that was some anger that took over. So here's two thoughts I have on his anger. First, I think he was angry because of the return of his brother. Now one would think he would be happy. One would think he would be happy. Uh, his father was happy. His father rejoiced. His father threw a big feast and celebration. But he could not be happy. He would not be happy. You know, happiness is a choice, by the way. You can be happy if you want to. Or you can be sad if you want to. Now, I know circumstances often play and, and, and play a part. But folks, you can have joy in the Lord right now. With God, you can rejoice. Uh, we can count our blessings. I have a lot of blessings. And when I focus on the problems, then it's easy to forget the blessings. But when we focus on our blessings, we can rejoice with what God has given us. This, young, or this man chose to be unhappy. And why is this? I, I think it's, uh, well, probably because his brother had left, wasted all the money, and then returned. Maybe he thought, what's he doing here? How dare he come back? He took all dad's money, now he wasted it, now he expects some help. You can tell I had brothers, right? You know? Probably thought would have gone through my mind a little bit. He also probably thought, you know, while I was working, he was out goofing around. And now there's a celebration for him and not me. Here's the problem. His pride led to anger is what happened. His pride produced some anger. And here's the warning I'll give to you and then we'll move on here. You know, proud people are often angry people. And here's why. Because they can get upset over anything and often at anyone when things don't go their way. And that's what's happening here. It didn't go the way he thought it should go, and now he's upset, he's angry. And when we have pride, any perceived slight can set us off. I've been there. There have been times where, you know, I had a little bit of pride, someone said something, come to find out, they didn't say nothing against me, I just took it the wrong way. Because my pride, I, 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 my pride was wounded. It's easy to become like that. We just got to make sure that there's no proud, pride in our heart. Uh, I think he was also upset because his brother was received the reception of his brother. Let me ask you a question here. Do you believe this man would have acted this way if the servant would have said, your brother's back and your dad's getting ready to rebuke him? Your dad's going to chastise him in front of everybody else. Uh, I think he probably would have went and witnessed what was going to happen. Maybe he would have even encouraged his dad. You let him have it, dad. He wasted the money. We've been working hard and sweating and he's been out partying and doing whatever he wanted. So he probably would have been there in a heartbeat. The reason why he wasn't there was because it wasn't what he wanted to happen. See, pride had gotten involved in his heart. And he was angered that his dad had received his brother and was celebrating over this. You know, here's the, the problem here is his pride turned him against his brother. 
against his family. See, his brother now is returning. His brother's getting things right. And this pride has now turned him against his brother. Uh, you know, that happens within families today. You know, there are families that have disputes. They have arguments. They won't talk to each other. And usually it comes down to pride. Yeah, I know something may have been said or something may have been done that, that caused the problem. But it's the pride that's preventing people from fixing the problem or mending the relationship. Uh, I've heard this, and I've even said it myself, I'll, I'll admit it, where, well, they can call me. Why should I call them? They can call me first. Or, you know, they're the ones who said it. They're the ones who did it. They should apologize, or they should get right. Uh, well, you know, I think we should be proactive when it comes to relationships. You know, we should be willing to forgive, obviously, and we should be willing to reach out to people. But it's pride that prevents that. Now, you'll notice here his pride prevented him from going to the party. He wasn't going to go. It says here he was so angry that he, he just stayed away. His anger now says, I'm not going to this party. I'm going to stay right here. Uh, you know, here's two things that happen with proud people. You know, pride, proud people often chase others away. They often chase others away. Someone put it this way, proud people wear out their welcome quick. Because people just don't like to be around that. It's it just... Something someone don't like to be around, so people will stay away. Uh, here's another thing. Proud people often separate themselves from others. And here's why. When you think you're better than someone, uh, it's easy to talk about them. It's easy to run them down. And then it's easy to not talk to them at all. So that pride separates you from people. That's the danger of pride. You know, the Bible warns against this. And this, this eldest son, now he's got this problem here. And if you notice, he's separating himself from the family. He doesn't want to be there anymore. Now, the problem's him. It's not the dad. It's not the youngest son. It's not everybody else. It's in his own heart. And he hasn't realized it yet, but that's where it's at. So here's something to consider and something I want to encourage you with as far as pride. Let's just make sure. Let's ask God. From time to time, examine your heart and ask God maybe to examine your heart. Say, Lord, is there any pride? If there is, help me to remove it. So that way it doesn't hinder my relationship with you and also with others. Let's move on to our second thought here. I think we can see pride in his answer to his dad. Now, the servant had went and told him. He was angry. He's mad. And notice what happens next. Uh, it says here, we're in Luke chapter 15. It says here, he was angry and would not go in. Therefore came his father out and entreated him. Uh, this morning I was teaching the, uh, the vacation Bible school class. I've enjoyed that, by the way. It's been a month, and I've taught the class every Sunday morning. It's been a while since I've taught children, and I enjoyed it. It was excellent. It was good. And one of the questions I asked the children this morning, I said, you know, have you ever done anything wrong that you got so mad? And the next thing you know, mom or dad walk in the room. Almost every one of those heads went, mm-hmm. And I remember that when I was younger. There were times where I got stubborn, and I got mad, and next thing you know, there was my dad. Coming over to see what's going on and see what's wrong. And that's what this dad did. His oldest son's not coming in. He's a good dad. He's going to go find out what's going on, what's happening. And he does. He goes over to him. And he meets with him. And then we find out the answer. It says here in verse 29, And he answering said to his father, Lo, these many years do I serve thee, neither transgressed I at any time thy commandment. And yet thou never gavest me a kid that I might make merry with my friends. Uh, here's the first 
point, the thought I'll give to you, is who was this about? Who was this about? I'll give you a hint to the answer. See how many times it says I in that verse? Three times it says I in verse 29. He says, I do serve thee, neither transgressed I at any time, that I might make merry with my friends. What we find here is this tells us about this, young, this man's heart, basically. It really wasn't about his brother, or his dad, or the family. It was about his heart. It was his problem. He was struggling with this. All that happened was the situation manifested it, so to speak. It brought it out. See, the pride was already there. It was already a problem. But now the celebration takes place. His son or his brother is, uh, I guess, they given a big feast. And then the pride begins to come out, begins to be seen. See, he had a problem too. It just wasn't noticed right away. And that's what pride does. But eventually, people begin to see it. And that's what happened here. The servant saw it, and now the dad comes and he sees it as well. Uh, really, what it comes down to, when we make everything about us, Eventually, it's going to be some trouble. There's going to be some problems. And here we find that he put himself first. Uh, he put himself first above his brother and above everybody else. It reminds me of a story of a, a little boy. Not too little. He was in school. He came home uh, one day and his grandparents, grandparents were there visiting. And he ran over to his grandma and jumped on her lap uh, like grandkids do. And She looked. She said, how was your day? And he had a big smile. He said, well, guess what, Grandma? I'm the smartest kid in my class. Well, she hugged him. You know, of course, she said, I'm so proud of you. She goes, did your teacher tell you that? He said, no, I had to tell her too. <laughs> and that's how pride often is. It makes everything about us. And eventually we find out it's not all about us. And that's what happened here. It was about him, and then when his brother was celebrated... He discovered that, guess what, there, is a, there are others in this world. So, here's what we find, okay? He, he compared his life to his brother. And it turned into really some covetousness. I think, uh, I, you know, someday in the future I may have a, a series of messages on where, where does pride lead? All the sins that pride will take you into. Uh, here are two. Uh, one, he begins to compare his life with his brother. And, and then he covets the things that his brother has. So, pride can take us... Uh, further into more trouble is what it amounts to and that's what we find here uh, he was upset evidently that his brother received some new clothes for his feet um, you know he wanted to be honored like his brother that's what it came down to he wanted to be honored he wanted to be praised he, he wanted people to celebrate what he had done and and he was going unnoticed he wanted what his brother had believing he was either better or more worthy you know I think that's the problem with pride is it makes us think we're better than someone else or that we deserve something or we're more worthy. And let me give you another illustration here. Uh, and from my understanding, this is a, a true story. No last names were given on this, obviously, here. But there was a man uh, by the name of Ivan who had a friend named John. And one day they were talking. He said, John, he said, I don't think I'm such a bad guy. He says, there are many people in this world that are worse than I am. And then his friend looked at him. He said, well, I think you're measuring yourself by the wrong standard. You see, you're measuring yourself by sinners in this world. And because of that, you feel quite satisfied. 
by the comparison. He said, how about you measure yourself to Jesus Christ? And then see how you make out. See, when we begin to compare ourselves to people in this world, there are two things that can happen. When you, you can always find someone, whether they're worse off than you or not, is debatable, but you can always find someone that you believe is worse off than you are. And then you can justify or make yourself feel better. Or you can find somebody who, whether they are or not, you believe is better off than you are. And then you can become covetous and upset over, well, why are they receiving these blessings? Or why do they have this and I don't? And that leads to all sorts of bitterness and anger and everything else that can hurt your life. And what we find here, basically, is that's what this man did. There was just a a problem in his heart of pride. He began to compare himself. uh, And what he found out, or what he thought he found out, he thought he was slighted. He thought that that everything was unfair, that the world was not treating him kindly or correctly. Uh, I guess you could say he had a, a good self, a good pity party is what this man's having now. He's upset that he thinks his brother is being tre- treated better uh, than he is. You know, here's my final thought on pride right here, is be careful, because pride will lead you to believe that you deserve what others have, uh, whether you do or not. That, that's, that's the problem with pride. And when you don't get something you believe you deserve, then you can get angry, you can get upset. And then you can begin to act foolish with that anger and begin to do things that you may regret later. And that, that's the problem with pride here. So we find, as far as the pride, we find in his answer. And here's my last thought. We find it in his overall attitude. Okay? His overall attitude. It says here in verse... 30, uh, he says to his dad, As soon as thy son was come, uh, which hath devoured thy living with harlots, thou hast killed for him the fatted calf. And then notice what his dad says. He said unto him, Son, thou art ever with me, and all that I have is thine. Uh, I like this picture here. Dad put his arm around his son. And there are two areas we see pride. I put exalted first as far as uh, he was exalted in his own heart. He had lifted himself up in his own heart. You know, at this point, I, I think the oldest son believed he was better than the youngest son. That, that's the problem now. Because he stayed back, because he worked, because he did what he was supposed to do, and his younger son went off and made all these mistakes, and I think he thought in his heart, I, I'm better than that. I'm better than him. Now, was he? In his own eyes, maybe, but in reality, he wasn't. He had made mistakes too in life. They were just different mistakes. They were probably private mistakes. Folks, it's easy to look at others that make a mistake that we can see and begin to, with pride, say, well, look at that, or I'd never do that. Well, the Bible says we're all sinners. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That includes everybody. And we can all, at any time, make poor decisions If we're living under ourselves, or doing what we want to do or allow pride in our life, we can all sin or or live a sinful lifestyle. So here's the reminder for us. Nobody's better than anybody else when it comes to standing before God. Now, you may have gifts and talents. Praise God for any gift that God has given you. Praise God for any talent that you have. Uh, You may work hard. You know, I think that we should work hard. We should teach our children to work hard. You know, there's nothing wrong with hard work. This isn't teaching that. Uh, Actually, it's good to work hard. Uh, Also, you may have been blessed with much, whether it's because of your hard work or or even 
God just allowing blessings into your life from gifts. There's nothing wrong with those things, okay? The problem is when either we make life about those things, that's what we want, or when we allow those things to enter into our heart and exalt ourselves, lift ourselves up because of those things. That's when pride sets in. You see, there's nothing wrong with having a nice house or a nice job or a nice car. Thank God for that every day if you have something that God's given you. But there is a problem when you begin to take pride in those things. That's when it becomes in your heart. Uh, I guess we just need to remember that we're sinners, all of us. And just like everyone else, we need a Savior. I hope everyone here is saved. Uh, if you're without Christ, then you need a Savior. The Bible teaches that as far as salvation, John 3.16, the most popular passage in the Bible, a verse, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. Whosoever believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Uh, and then it goes on to talk about the fact that we're already condemned without God, that we need a Savior. All of us need a Savior. So I hope and pray this morning you're saved. As far as salvation, it's simple. So simple, some people just look right over it. It's just the understanding that you're a sinner. The realization that Christ was sent to die for your sins, and he died on the cross. And then, the Bible says, repent and believe. In other words, turn from your sin, accept Christ as your Savior. Not the church, even though I think it's good to be in church. Not baptism, even though it's good to be baptized. Christ, accept him as your Savior. Believe and you shall be saved. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Uh, you know, this morning, I hope you're saved. Uh, I pray that you're saved, that you've accepted Christ as your Savior. That's the most important thing. And you know, sometimes it's pride that keeps people from accepting Christ as their Savior. I know a gentleman who was lost for many years and he was in church. And he said every time the invitation came, he said his hands were like this. He would just grip it because he knew he was lost. He said he'd never go forward. And he said it was all because of pride. Here's what kept him in that seat. He said, what would people think? Because I've been in church for so long and I'm supposed to be saved. What would people think? Well, it got to the point where he said he didn't care anymore. He walked down talked to the pastor and accepted Christ as his Savior, and his life was changed. You see, pride is what the devil will use to keep people from coming to Christ. Well, if that's the case here, then just set that aside. Get things right with the Lord. Also, as far as after you're saved, you know, we just must remember that, always remember that we're not saved by anything we did. We're saved by God's grace and his mercy. How many of you are grateful that we serve a gracious God? A merciful God. Uh, he's forgiven me of my sin. He forgives me on a daily basis. I make mistakes. I have to ask forgiveness. God is so good to us. And it's so wonderful to serve a gracious God. You know, in this parable, what I, I, one of the things I get here that I see, I see the dad coming to his son out of love. Saying, son, you're wrong. I think God the Father does that to us on many occasions. Now, he may not physically come to us and put his arm around us, but that's what he does. And he, he forgives us our sin and gives us hope and encouragement. And so we find here that this man here, as far as uh, his heart, it was exalted, and that was a problem. And here's the last thought. 
he had some expectations in his heart now because of his pride. Uh, And he expected to be honored. He expected to be treated as his brother, at at least, maybe even more, because he's the one who stayed back. He's the one who did all the work. He's the one who never, you know, forsook his father or his family. So me maybe thought he deserved even more. Uh, You know, let me give you an illustration on how uh, expectations can humble us or even make us look foolish. A story of a young man took on a new position at the, a large corporation. He was excited. He showed up for work. And the, the first thing that his new employer, his new manager did, he said, hey, uh, that back closet needs to be cleaned out. And so does that office. Uh, there's a broom over there. How about you get to work? Uh, this young man looked and said, uh, you know, I'm a college graduate. That manager said, oh, well, I'm sorry. Let me show you how to use the broom. (laughs) You know, pride can get us into trouble sometimes and even make us look foolish when we don't realize it. And that's just what pride does. And I think, in a sense, that's what's happening to this man here in the parable. He should be with his family. He should have been celebrating. He should have been rejoicing. Yet he's staying away, and his dad has to come out uh, because his expectations are not being met, and so he's upset. And then his dad had to remind him. Notice what his dad reminded him of. He says here, son, thou art ever with me, and all that I have is thine. In other words, he's saying, stop and think about this, son. What is your brother getting that you don't already have? He already had what his brother received. His brother received brand new clothes. This man already had those clothes. His brother received a ring which symbolized he was accepted and brought back into the family. This man was already with the family. His brother received a feast, a celebration. And I imagine the dad probably would have looked at him and said, Son, you can have a feast anytime you want. This is your house. This is your food. This is where you live. You can go have a feast whenever you want a feast. But your brother now has been brought back. He's alive. He was dead to this family, to this this place. Now he's back again. He's alive. That's why we're celebrating. See, here's the problem that that I think the last one I'll give to you on pride. The pride, because his expectations had changed in his heart, he thought he should be honored, all this. Really, the way I'll put it, it skewed his perspective is what it did. It led him to believe that he had been slighted, and he wasn't. Nobody had said anything negative about this man. Nobody had did anything to turn him away. His father didn't kick him out. His father didn't give him, you know, his didn't give his brother his room or anything like that. So he hadn't been slighted at all. But he thought he had been slighted, and that's what pride will do. Also, it led him to believe that he deserved something when he really didn't. He had everything that, that he could want right there. And finally, it took him away, as far as his heart, it took him away from what was important. And that was his brother was back and his brother was okay. See, he lost sight of that because of his pride. And he complained about not getting his way instead of rejoicing with the family because his brother was okay. I think we find he lost sight of what was important in life. And that's what pride will do to us. When we allow pride in our heart, we'll lose sight of what's important. It may be family. Uh, You know, uh, as a pastor, I've 
had the opportunity to visit many people near going into eternity. And I praise the Lord that most of the ones I've been around were saved. They were ready to go. But you know, I never met anyone who said, can you please tell me how, you know, business is going, how the stock exchange and the market, or who, how the football teams are doing. You know, everyone that I met has said, talked about their family. They talked about their children or their grandchildren or their, or their spouse or maybe even their extended family. That, that's who they want to see and talk to. Folks, that's because at that point they know what's important. And as we live life, we must make sure that we remember people are important, whether it's family or even as Christians, souls are important. See, the, the whole theme of these parables is lost and found. The first parable was about a lost sheep and how the shepherd went out and pulled it back. And then a lost coin and how that woman searched until she found it and then rejoiced. And then here the lost son who returns. You see, the theme here is lost and found. You know, Jesus Christ came into this world to die on the cross so that sinners could be saved. So lost souls could be found. And then after he returned or after he arose, you know, he, he commissioned the church. He, he, he told the church, you know, that's your responsibility is take the gospel out so that lost souls could be saved. That's a challenge for us. You know, there are lost people here in Little Rock. There are lost people maybe in your neighborhood. Maybe you have family members that are lost. Well, that's a, a challenge for us to pray for them. But also look for opportunities to witness to them, to share with them how Christ has maybe saved you or how Christ can save them. Because that's what Christ does. He saves souls. Those that are lost, He brings them back into His family. This morning, how about you? I have a few questions and then we're going to have an invitation. But let me give you some questions as far as this message here. Uh, pride. Pride. Is pride keeping you from coming to Jesus Christ? How about this? If you are saved, is pride hindering your life in some way? Maybe a relationship or maybe service to God. You know, there, there are some who don't go to church because pride. They've been hurt in the past maybe or something took place. And they say, well, you know what? I just, I can't do that. And well, maybe it's time they say, hey, you know what? I need to be faithful. Or maybe it's just service in general. There are times pride can hinder our service to God. And, and so the question is, has pride hindered your life with the Lord. Here's another one. Has pride skewed your perspective at all? Um, I've had arguments with people before. I'll admit it. And I let pride keep me from talking to them for a while. You know what that did? It skewed my perspective. I was more concerned about either being right or wrong than I was about them as a person. And that is what we find pride does. So I'm going to ask you to examine your heart this morning. Examine your heart and just make sure there's no pride there. And if there is pride keeping you from something, then you can get that settled with the Lord today. You've been listening to the preaching of Pastor Ramirez of Central Baptist Church of Little Rock, Arkansas. We hope today's message encouraged you. If you would like more information about Pastor Ramirez or Central Baptist Church, please visit our website, centralbaptistchurch.org. Thank you for listening today. Be sure to join us again for another message from God's Word.